Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. 50 million people in the United States, one in four children, don't know where their next meal is coming from. Directors Christy Jacobson and Lori Silverbush examine the issue of hunger in America through the lens of three people struggling with food insecurity. Ultimately, a place in the tab- at place at the table shows us how hunger poses serious economic, social, and cultural implications for our nation, and that we can, if we want to, we can solve this once and for all. And we can also make healthy food available and affordable, and it's in our best interest. We're joined today by the co-directors of A Place at the Table, Lori Silverbush and Christy Jacobson. Welcome to Film School. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you for this really wonderful documentary. And I'll tell you, in addition to having some um, very important information, very relevant information for all of us as uh, citizens, it's very well put together. Um, the uh, the editing and the graphics and all of uh, the it just looks it looks great, which certainly helps draw list uh, viewers in. But tell me a little bit about between yourself, Lori and and Christy, sort of the division of labor in putting. To, well, first of all, let's go back. Let's step back one step. What was it about this issue that you decided to get together and do this documentary in the first place? Um, go ahead, Lori. Well, I, I had a personal experience with hunger because a, a girl that I was mentoring was going hungry, and it was really wrecking her life. And um, I got a call from the principal of her school that she was foraging in the trash for food. Um, and I could feed her in the day, that day or the next day, but it really wasn't fixing the problem, no matter how much food I gave her. The problem still existed, and um, it was really devastating to see. And I really admired Christie's documentary work. I, I thought if I made this in the, into a fiction film, which is what I typically do, I don't know if anyone will buy it. it it's just so shocking, and and it, people will say I'm being gratuitous. I don't know. So I, I reached out to Christie and said, "Do you think there's a documentary in this?" And I was really glad that she felt there was. Mm-hmm. And and for me, as a documentary filmmaker, you know, I'm 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 certainly drawn to these types of stories, and this one, you know really intrigued me. I mean, it's a sh- they're shocking statistics. Uh, not enough people know about it. And certainly it's, it's a story, um, you know, that is at, at its very heart about people, people who are struggling and people who generally don't have a voice. Um, and so we were inspired to, to really um, give voice to, to, to the problem and, um, and to the solutions, which are shockingly uh, within our reach. Yeah, and Christy, I want to explore this particular angle that the film takes, and I think it's an important point that that needs to be made, and the film does a very effective job of doing that. And that is, while charity and uh, you know church groups and and civic organizations are a part of what we currently know as kind of this food security network, it mm-hmm. is not. At the end of the day, this is not the solution to these these really very important pressing issues of hunger in America and the film makes that point very clearly to me. Tell me tell us yeah. tell our listeners a little bit about and how you emphasize that point in the film. 
Sure. Well, first of all, it was something that we learned in the process of making the film. You know, when we went into when we went into it, we were just curious. You know, why do we have such a problem of hunger in the United States? Why, if 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 there's so many food banks and and so such a strong charitable response, you know, do we do we continue to have this problem? Does it continue to grow? And what we discovered is that you know that that we could look back in history and see um, that, you know, this, this kind of problem requires a governmental response. It's just too big for charities. Charities and, and the emergency food system were meant as just that, emergency food, right. to be filling the gaps um, for, for people who are falling through the cracks. But when 50 million people are relying on, on um, food banks and, and, and this kind of support, then obviously the, the cracks are too big. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's really, that was really one discovery. And, and also we discovered through um, this 1968 documentary that we watched and the shocking um, level of hunger that we saw in the country and then the government's response um, really was an inspiration. And, Lori, you may want to talk a little yeah, bit more yes, about that. Yeah. Lori? Uh, yeah, yep. I mean, I think that at the end of the day, every major movement in time has started from a place of citizens rising up and saying, this isn't working. We have to fix this. Let's get going. You know, we can't really rely on government to, to know what we want them to do if we're not letting them know. And one of the things I think we're really excited about, uh, not only as filmmakers, that we were given sort of cinematic opportunities by partnering with participants. You know, they, they were able to, because of them, we were able to work with T-Bone Burnett or get that helicopter shot. All those things were so great. Yeah. But also, they do a really great job of helping to mount a campaign that can actually end or, or greatly impact the issue that you're working on. So in this case, they put together um, and, and, and they reached out to every single one of the groups that we had encountered mm-hmm. in our work mm-hmm. who are fighting hunger daily and knit them together in one big, broad action campaign that's going to end this issue. So that's incredibly exciting because I think both Christy and I feel that um, you know we're making films for a purpose, not just to win an award or go to film festivals and feel really good about ourselves, but to really impact the national dialogue and do something. Um, and, and that starts with getting audiences to see it, see some stories that move them, and, and, and you know, they can then feel for themselves and sign on to this, to this campaign. Well, it's exciting. Well, and, and to that point, let's let our listeners know that you can go to takepart.com slash place at the table or just go to takepart.com and there's a list of you can then go to the link for a place at the table and at that site there are a number of ways in which you can find out more about the film screenings but also you can find out more about becoming involved in in in, in a proactive way including urging cajoling kicking in the butt our legislatures uh, at the local and state and at the federal level to do the right thing here. And and one of the, you know, oftentimes you see documentaries that are about very serious, heady issues, and at the end of it you say, wow, I hope somebody will be able to do something about this. We can do something about this. And as you said, uh, I, I believe, Chrissy, you said, going back to the 1968 film, Hunger in America was a CBS documentary, it forced it well it it gave galvanized the issue to the point where the federal government came in and we saw a dramatic decrease 
in exactly. So, so it's it's doable. <laughs> exactly, and it's it's great to 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 hear you sharing that with with the audience because that certainly was, as I mentioned, just a huge inspiration to us because it's so often you know, as a documentary filmmaker, that, you know, that you are tackling these issues and, and, you, and you hope, you hope and that, that, that your film can make a difference. And I think we feel really optimistic about that because of, um, you know, what, we, what we've learned um, had happened in the past and the solvability of it. Yeah, yeah and um, now, Lori, you were, in, you were able to assemble, and by the way, I'm going to run, I don't want to get too... Uh, wonky here, but there are a number of staggering statistics. I think everyone should know at least the the the, the one in six Americans. That's that's about 50 million people are considered food insecure. One in four children. That's 17 million children are also in that food insecurity column. And 85 percent of the families who are food insecure have at least one working adult working in their household. So this is not, you know, the what did they what what in the last political campaign we heard about the uh, the the takers, these are these are this yeah. is just this disgusting level of of dialogue we have in our political system now. Well, I don't even think it's a level of dialogue. I think these are easy catchphrases, yeah. and they they provide a, a convenient mechanism to skirt the issues at hand. Yeah. Um, if we can get people feeling that they're somehow they themselves are are, are personally being um, you know robbed somehow by the people that that at some point or another need an investment to to get them through what is a, a hideous economic time and a systemic problem that even predates this time. Uh, I think that substitutes for meaningful dialogue. And, um, you know, people thinking people, people listening to this, people who, who read about this film, they know better, they're not stupid, and yeah. they can see through it. Um, it really is time that we speak meaningfully and we get rid of the, the vocabulary of takers and I mean, Christy and I were at a screening last week in Philadelphia, and we met this brilliant young tax attorney who travels the globe helping young women and speaking out on, on important issues of our day. And she was homeless for a year as a child, and her family relied on food stamps. And she says, the taxpayers of this country invested in me, and now I'm paying them back. Yeah. And, and it is so smart to think of our federal programs like SNAP, which is food stamps, or WIC, which feeds infants and women and pregnant women and young children as nutrition programs and investments in a healthy society. Christy, talk a little bit about in the film the the, the stories of the – you focus on in, primarily on three different people and their stories. Tell me a little bit about how you came to know them and then working with them, what you may have learned that you really didn't – the two of you might not have known going into uh, into making this film. Well, I mean, I'll, one of the, the areas that we filmed um, was a small town called Colburn, Colorado, in the middle of the, of the heartland, a beautiful small town. Um, and we were led there through a number, we, you know, we, we worked with and talked to and learned so much from a lot of organizations on the front lines fighting hunger. And um, anyway, Hunger Free Colorado sort of invited us out, and we went to Denver, and we said, you know, we just want to see what's happening out there. And we were, we were um, led to the food bank of the Rockies, which is on the western slope, and a guy there said, you know, there is this town uh, about an hour from here 
where they are struggling. Just about everyone in that community is struggling with hunger and food insecurity, but there's also this great effort happening. Um, and, and the effort was not just about getting food to the people who need it, but it was about addressing and removing some of that shame and stigma um, associated with it. And it was there that we met um, the, the just ever-inspiring um, and energetic uh, Rosie, a young girl whose family of, of you know, her, her, her um, extended family was living together, four working adults in that house, all together making too much money to qualify for federal support, um, but not enough to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and there also was a was this wonderful teacher who was helping to to bring food to Rosie because she identified in Rosie mm-hmm. when she saw that she was struggling in school and had absences she knew because this teacher Leslie Nichols had experienced hunger as as a child herself and was able to recognize what was going on and um for us when 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 Leslie shared that about herself with us it was it was quite surprising because we were actually filming with her as the activist in the community and didn't know, nor had she really shared um, that story before. Um, and and she shared with us why, and that's because of this 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 lifelong feeling of of feeling like she's somehow less, somehow you know inferior to others, and um, that really really did strike us, um, you know, to, to be honest, as a, as a human and as a filmmaker, to realize that, you know, that we're allowing this to happen to not just 17 million kids, but 50 million Americans um, was, um, you know, really upsetting. And, and also to film in a community where so many working, working families were struggling um, and a town that doesn't look like uh, the, the place where you might expect to see these problems. Um, that was one reason why we chose to film there. Well, before we go any further, I want to remind our listeners that that we're speaking with Laurie Silverbush and Christy Jacobson, the direct co-directors of the uh, documentary that's coming out today, March 1st. Uh, and it's called A Place at the Table. And it's opening, by the way, it's opening throughout Southern California, uh, including uh, at the New Art uh, and also at the nearby here, the South Coast Village 3 uh, and Palm Desert, Palm Springs. It's a number of different uh, uh, California theaters it's opening in. By the way, are you guys in town? Are you are you going to be at any of these openings uh, often? Sadly, I wish we could be. We're in New York okay, now, New York. and we were here yeah. in L.A. We've been doing a lot of community screenings around the country. Okay. Um, I wish we could be there to say hi to people in person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm just wondering. I, I didn't have any information, and oftentimes... Um, We'll get a director opening, especially like a new art up in Los Angeles, those kind of places. I just wanted to check. But you're in New York? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay, great. Well, wonderful. Well, uh, in addition to Rosie, there's Barbie. There's, there's a, these are very, very compelling stories. Um, and what I, what I think the viewer will appreciate is it's a cross-section of, of our society. And, um, and you see, and again, going back to this point, it's an important point to be, to be made. People can work. 40-hour week, work weeks, we've got two jobs and still not have enough money to put food on the table for their children or for themselves for that matter. This is a shame. I mean, a real honest-to-God shame on America for this, uh, a country that claims to be the richest, the most powerful, best country in the world, and yet we have 50 million. That, that's a staggering number of people that are, are literally uh, do not know where uh, their next meal is going to be coming from. That is uh, it's just... 
It's hard to believe. It is. Um, Lori, tell me a, a little bit about um, just the, the reaction that the, the film has gotten um, from the this advocate community, um, just gen- in general. I know it's been well-received uh, in you know festivals and things, but tell me a little yeah. bit about that well, reaction. Sure. One of the things that Christy and I did when we set out to make the film was we went to the advocate community and we said, we need your help. Yeah. We don't want to be those people that make a movie and try to tell you what's going on or say, look what we've done for you, oh, good people, but say, hey, what is happening here? What are you finding? What are you seeing? And and most importantly, how could a film that really opens people's eyes, how could it help advance the issue? So that knowledge um, that we got from them was instrumental, and they have responded with incredible enthusiasm, as you can imagine, Mm -hmm. because... What they have been finding over the years is that we actually have the policies that uh, lined up, queued up. We have great programs in place that work when we fund them adequately uh, and when we protect them from austerity and budget cuts and false dialogue about takers. So they really wanted a piece of popular media, not a a PSA, Mm -hmm. because those exist, but a piece of, of... a film that would hit the general sort of audiences of America and make the case to them why why this really matters. So they were very excited. They always were as helpful as they could be. And, and you know, they also respected that Christy and I needed to be 100% independent mm-hmm. as well. And yeah. we couldn't necessarily advance the agenda of just one group over another, but really we're just, uh, just trying to advance the agenda of Rosie and Barbie and and girls like Tramonica, yeah. Delta, and and the, and the many people whose stories are, were so unbelievable here, like a, like the cop that we met, the, you know, the yeah. police marshal in the yeah. This man should not have to go to a food to bank, a food pantry. Yeah, I know. And there's 50 million people in a similar situation, so well, they were happy that we were giving them a tool. Well, well, Christy, just in the minute or two that we have left. I want to recognize, obviously you assembled a a very good lineup of experts, uh, issue experts, as well as people who are on the ground doing this work. But I I do want to recognize a couple of, I think, higher-profile people here. Tom uh, Calicio, the executive director, uh, producer, pardon me, who's involved with a number of television-related projects and his own personal story, as well as uh, Jeff Bridges, who's been working on this issue for many, many years. He and his brother have both been a part of the Hunger uh, and Hunger Network. Tell us a little bit about their involvement and uh, what they brought to the table, if you will. Uh, on this well, project. we were super lucky to have the involvement of both Tom and Jeff Bridges, and um, Tom and Lori are actually husband and wife. Um, oh. But Tom has been, you know, an incredible, uh, an incredibly valuable voice in um, in working towards ending hunger for decades. And I think that, you know, his sort of realization that. You know, raising money at, at charity dinners, you know, is it seemed important, um, but it was sort of through conversations with Lori and, and, and with I as we were making the film, and, you know, that, that we all came to realize, you know, this is, this is, that's not the solution. Let's, let's try and make a film that really helps people um, 
see what's happening and what the systemic problems are. And um, we're fortunate because he's certainly got a great um, fan base uh, through Top Chef and, and of course, the restaurant world. Um, and Jeff Bridges, as you mentioned, for decades has been um, an advocate on this issue. And to tell the truth, we were really lucky because Jeff Bridges heard about our film, picked up the phone, and called and said, how can I help? How can I be involved? What can I do? And um, in addition to being in the film, he's been, you know, out there with us um, in the past couple days. And um, he's just, he's a, the, the dude is an amazing guy. He really <laughs> cares about, um, you know, ending hunger in America and, and believes in the film and, and its potential. Well, and I, can I, I just want to add one quick thing yes, to that, yes, Mike. Yes. Um, you know, we're, we're so grateful for the bold face teams who were involved in this. And, you know, it, certainly they've helped a lot. But because you are a film-savvy site and you are an independent film champion, you know, we were very lucky because a lot of people whose names maybe aren't as well-known to the public, but they are probably at the very top of this craft. Yeah. Uh, they are at the very top of this craft, and they worked on this, too. So we had um, award-winning cinematographers working on this um, and probably taking a hit to their paycheck to do it because they cared, you know, Kirsten Johnson and Dan Gold and Nelson yeah. Hume. And we had three, no less than three, full-time editors who are the best at this of anybody, and they just cared so much. Um, I'm saying their names because you're a film site. I mean, yeah, Andy no, and absolutely. Scott and Gene Chen and Madeline Gavin and all these great filmmakers. Yeah. Um, and, essentially, and they don't get the attention, but they deserve it. And, 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 you know, we're the ones out here talking about the film, but it was they, um, together with us, you know, who spent the many week, days, nights, weeks, months, uh, years um, figuring out how to tell this story in a compelling cinematic way. Well, it, well tell you what, it's on the screen. I mean, it, you're right. I, I, and I usually you. do ask what like cameras you used and all that kind of stuff. But unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I'm out of time here. But oh, no, no, okay. no, that's okay. Thank you so much. No, I, I no, thank you. I just want to make sure that people know where they can go to find out more about this wonderful documentary, A Place at the Table. There's a companion book to go along with it. They can go to takepart.com and slash. Uh, or is it backslash? I guess it's backslash. A, a, a place at the table. I think they'd have figured it out. Or even just slash table now. Or t okay. Or even slash table. And there and <laughs> yep. there's there's ways to call your your house and senate uh, leadership. Uh, there's there's a number of different ways to go about. Really, not and the, only and the book is available on oh, Amazon. And the book's available on Amazon, mm -hmm. and uh, and you can so just and continue the good fight. And I know it doesn't end with this film. I know that you'll stay involved, and we can solve this. Of all these sort of intractable issues that we have mm -hmm. facing the, our, our society. This is one that has been solved before, and we can do it That's again. Right. And uh, I really, really enjoyed this film as, from a thank filmmaker's you. point of view and from as a citizen. I really uh, thank you for this, uh, the film A Place at the Table. The co-directors, Laurie Silverbush and Christy J Jacobson, thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you so, so much, Michael. Right. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.